The Jeep Talk Show. Now, two episodes a week. What? Two episodes? Okay. Yes, that's right. Two. Are you excited? I'm always excited when it comes out on Friday. It's actually a go-to podcast that I can actually listen to while I'm heading over to work or on my way home. New episodes every Friday and early Monday morning and time for your commute. You know, this is a perfect opportunity for me to, to talk to you guys about this. You know, the, the, the special episodes that we've been doing, the Jeep Talk Show roundtables, we're getting 20 people and more, and I'm sure it has to do with just the, because we're doing them at 8, 8 p.m. Central Time instead of instead mm-hmm. of 10 p.m. Central Time, but we're getting 20 people and more into our Zoom meetings, and I keep calling these things, I think we're into our fifth week of the special episodes. Is it time to start numbering, numbering them as episodes? It's going to mess up the numbering system for us. I think you can just put an A at uh, yeah, the end it, of it or something. It won't take that. I thought that would be a great idea, but uh, it only wants it'll only take numbers in the numbering scheme whenever I'm posting it on our publisher. So, uh, but I'm, I'm thinking about uh, you know we're going to have the uh, and then the promo is going to change too because it's three episodes a week now. Wow! Look at us go. <laughs> Come on, feign you know, some that, excitement that, there. <laughs> That's, I mean, well, that's that's just recording five, five episodes a week. You it know? is. So that's, and we we've, we've talked about doing a daily episode for a long oh. time, and I've always poo pooed the idea because I'm damn that's I'm a lot of busy. work. Yeah, I'm busy. Give me yeah, a break. We, I got a yeah. job, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> and we have to wheel. So there you go. We can't be doing the show. We got to oh, be no. out wheeling. The things that we do for our listeners. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, Embrace yourself. It doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never drew anything but Jeeps. This show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about telling your friends and family and uh, what do I always say? People in the bathroom, tap out CW to them about listening Uh to the Jeep talk show. I'd, I'll share a, something later, CW. I've it's got a CW. Story oh, about dear. That. It's legitimate. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> How are we doing, Jeeper? I'm Josh. And on (laughs) this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'm going to tell you how you can get a job building brand new Jeeps. I've also got the lowdown, kind of, on what Jeep is planning on bringing to SEMA this year. Shh, they're trying to keep it a secret. And later, I've got a solution for a cold rear end. And uh, we've got you, (laughs) listener, talking about general lighting questions in various Jeeps. It's not just me, Wendy. And howdy, it's Wendy. And on this episode, I share an off-road expo experience and what I found under the Ford Bronco on display. Oh. Mm. Hey, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama. And coming up on the next episode of Jeep Life, I went wheeling, but not in my Jeep. Stay tuned to see what vehicle we wheeled up Elwood Pass. She she understands your pain, Josh. for me. Hey, I'm Tony. On tonight's Gladiator segment, I'll talk about sway bar disconnects. You know, for those of us that didn't buy a ruby. Wait, you're buying me jewelry? (laughs) No, no, Rubies are my favorite gemstone. I mean, it's not (laughs) birthstone, but Tony, you really shouldn't have. You you slept in the opposite bunk for me, and no matter how much prodding I did, you stayed right over there. So there you go. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. 
international Jeep news and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Hey, do you need a job? Well, Jeep's Toledo Assembly Complex is hiring. Drive down any main street in the U.S. right now, and you're likely going to see plenty of now hiring signs. You hear the radio ads, see the commercials on TV. Everybody seems to be hiring, and Jeep is really no exception. Stellantis, Jeep's parent company, is hosting a hiring event on Friday, October 15th. That's the day this episode is released. They're looking for people to fill part-time positions at Jeep's Toledo Assembly Complex. The uh, The job fair is from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Heritage Hall on the Owens Community College campus, located on Oregon Road in uh, Perrysburg, Ohio. Rather, uh, Interested candidates are encouraged to register in advance, but walk-ins are also welcome. The hourly production positions start at a little over $15.70 an hour, and medical and prescription drug coverage is available after 90 days. Life insurance and holiday pay are also available after 90 days. Candidates should be at least 18 years old and plan on spending 90 minutes at the hiring event. And in case you are wondering just which Jeep it is you'll be helping make, well, it's none other than both the Wrangler and the Gladiator. Ooh, that sounds like a fun job. Really, it does, though. I, you know, they, I, I've seen a couple of little promotional videos of uh, people working in certain aspects of the assembly line, obviously, where, you know, a sensitive information isn't going to uh, be, be conveyed. Uh, but, you know, it looks like a, a pretty cool environment. And, I mean, dude, you're building Jeeps. Uh, and so, you know, yeah. various aspects of, uh, of the assembly line, you're putting together a Jeep that somebody is going to wheel someday. So that's, that's some pretty cool stuff right there. I wonder if you can get overloaded by that new car smell. Uh, that that would uh, you know if you get used to dude, it, dude. No, you come home smelling like new car. <laughs> like, ah. you know, I don't even have to wash my clothes. You know, it's just, everything exactly. smells like new car. No, I'm kidding, of course that, but you probably would stink horribly after coming home. Look, well, didn't we actually report uh, not that long ago about how uh, some people are complaining about smells downwind from some of these uh, assembly plants? Oh, that's right. So uh, yeah. yes, who that's knows right. really what you'd come out smelling like? Yeah, there was. Uh, <laughs> I think they did away with uh, all you can eat bean day at the. Uh, <laughs> the oh, plant. <laughs> no more buying lunches off the roach coach. That's for sure. <laughs> well, auto shows all over the U.S. are cautiously returning after a slew of cancellations in 2020. The annual SEMA show, organized by the Specialty Equipment Market Association and not open to the general public, is planned for early November in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mopar Performance has released several teaser images for the concepts that it is planning to bring to the event this year. Mopar, the parts, service, and customer care division for the U.S. brands now under the Stellantis umbrella, provided five shadowy sketches to give us a more uh, of a tease than a reveal, really. Right now, at the time of this episode's release, it's still not clear whether the company will create five concepts altogether or if some of the images depict the same vehicle. If it's the former, Mopar will reveal three Jeeps and two Ram concepts at the 2021 SEMA show when it runs from November 2nd to November 5th. The first image shows a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon, and it seems to be the 4XE hybrid variant due to the E-branded charging uh, part just behind the Rubicon graphic. An auxiliary light can be seen mounted on the hood, and a Jeep Performance parts badge uh, suggests this 4XE will be decked out with off-road goodies. The next sketch shows a Ram pickup, and judging by the grille design and vent on the far edge of the headlight, this is the 702-horsepower Hellcat-powered TRX. It's not immediately clear what... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not it's not immediately clear what will be different about this TRX other than other than the uh, blue painted tow hooks and RAM badging, which may suggest a hybrid option using the same 4XE system as the Wrangler. We've already seen that applied to the Grand Cherokee, so it's not out of the realm of possibility for this platform. 
Now, Mopar will also be bringing a retro Jeep to SEMA. Or so one might think, with this next teaser showing a 1960s-era Jeep Gladiator, all though very early Wagoneers shared the same type of narrow grille. This old-school Jeep is painted in a military-style olive drab green and is fitted with a grill guard, three spotlights, including one on the middle of the roof, and a flat bumper with a stenciled B33 RM3, just barely visible on one side. Now, it could also be a resto-modded M715 military truck, as that vehicle's front end looks very similar to the old-school Gladiators, but I'm going to go way out on a limb here and suggest possibly a blending of the old military Gladiator on a new JT body, modifying the grille to more closely resemble the Gladiator of yesteryear and outfitting it with more uh, you know, old-school military spotlights and other accessories. Who knows? Mopar will be bringing another very different Jeep Wrangler to SEMA as well, with this next sketch showing an interior shot of a four-door model. Now, this image is very dark, much like all the other pictures that we've talked about so far, but you can spot a special raised roof with a series of thin windows, suggesting some sort of camping or overlanding-themed concept to this. To me, it looks like it could almost resemble the top of an old station wagon from the 70s, or perhaps the top of a 21-window Volkswagen bus. Either way, it promises a very wild-looking concept from the outside. The last teaser shows another Ram pickup, this time parked next to a tent and featuring some sort of storage or ladder rack system in the bed. It isn't clear which model of Ram pickup this is either, although it's missing the typical TRX text normally emblazoned on the rear fender, suggesting it's a less powerful version of the 1500 or perhaps a revival of the Dakota. Now, there's been rumors of that happening, but not until 2024 and likely not even here in the United States. Stellantis already has a very well-performing mid-sized truck with a Gladiator, so I don't imagine they want to screw up a good thing that they have going with that. Regardless, this year's SEMA show is poised to make up for some time lost with big displays and over-the-top designs. It's going to be exciting to see what they actually do reveal and bring. Yeah, I, get yep, the I don't know if we have any... Go ahead, Tony. Uh, I was just going to say, I get the feeling they're really pushing it, and it does make sense because uh, of uh, you know the issues they had last year with the covid uh, that they want to get, uh, they don't want to lose their uh, their SEMA ish, if you will. Oh, and did you see that they're uh, opening up to a limited number of the public this year? Yeah, I heard that. I got a, a friend who's uh, uh, going to be going. He this will be his fifth time going, uh, not in a row. Uh, although this is over five five times over the last maybe fifteen to eighteen years or so. Oh, there's a big V8 going up my street. Somebody's having a drag race. That's awesome. Uh, nice. Sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was just like, all of a sudden there's this grumbling in the background and it was very loud. Was, what was that? Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, so I've got a buddy who's going. I don't know if we have any uh, friends of the show, uh, fans of the show, listeners of the show who are going to be going to SEMA, who are going to be there in a professional capacity of one or another. Uh, I'm going to have a buddy there at least, so I'm going to get some kind of an inside information as to what's going on and get some kind of a uh, report. I'm hoping to be able to talk to him on the phone and get some recorded audio uh, from the show itself. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to give you guys a treat here in a few weeks. Well, if, if we keep growing and keep getting paid subscribers, uh, it probably will probably will be outside of our price range, but it'd be fun to see if we couldn't get a booth uh, set up there at SEMA and just go there and hang Absolutely. out. You know, let people come by now, uh, the, 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 the stand we had set up and go, what's the Jeep Talk Show? Do you guys sell Jeeps? <laughs> well, and, and uh, from what I understand, because I actually checked on that, Tony, a little oh, did bit, you? they charge by the square by the square footage. And so, you know, mm -hmm. we could we have a very, a very small booth. Yeah, we only need a, a, <laughs> each need a square foot. I'm going to stand on this tile right here. <laughs> that's all yeah. I get. And that's so, all you uh, get. No, that's, one tile. Yep. 
So uh, Tony's been to SEMA once before. I have oh, never no, been, been, even though I've been three times. History for decades. I've never uh, been oh, okay. Uh, and, and so it, it's yeah, the Jeep Talk Show should be there one of these years as a presence uh, with all of us walking around with shirts and microphones and stuff like that. Uh, it's going to happen one year, but just not this year. Uh, we're going to focus on trying to get the Jeep Talk Show to the Easter Jeep Safari in 2022. I have a great idea to wear a like a Chihuahua outfit and have a strategically placed microphone. So, no. <laughs> would, hey, that's for you, Tony, but I'm not wearing that. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't wear a microphone. You'd be like a headset or something, maybe a, 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 pl- yeah, a, a ch- plug-in jack or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you've got a news tip or response to any hurry, one of our hurry. stories, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Stay. Quickly, please, please, before Tony makes another comment. <laughs> Uh, be sure to let oh us know God. by phone or by email what you have to say. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. And if you're new to the show, be sure you go check out the 4x4 Radio Network website. It's your one-stop shop for pretty much all the best off-road shows the internet has to offer. We've got Trail Chasers there, the On the Trail podcast, the Center Steer podcast, the world-famous 4x4 podcast, we're there too. The Jeep Talk Show, of course, is going to be there. Lots of great off-road shows. It's all for free. And all you got to do is go to 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Oh, and I, and I forgot to mention, I think uh, I know I met Cody there one year uh, at SEMA. I think that was 2019 okay. when I went. And uh, I don't know that he's uh, if he's going this year or not, but it's a possibility that uh, uh, Cody and uh, the uh, Trail Chasers might be, uh, might be out there this year. It's not such a big drive for him since he's in California, so. Hey, Tony. Oh, you guys. I just, uh, it's DR out here in Utah, and I know I'm, I'm late as crap. I'm trying to get that Collar 800. Truck wants to keep shutting off. Anyway, it's trying to get that Collar 800, uh, for them new bead, uh, blast bead deals you put in your tires. Actually, they're not new. I've been using them for years in the semi trucks, and uh, love them. And uh, even even got some from the dealer where I got my tires at, but on my Jeep, I had a set of them Swampers, and uh, them things did not balance at all. Nobody had even balanced them. Uh, and them things worked great. Took them off myself, put the bags in there. I uh, couldn't believe the difference. In it. That Jeep, you let it sit for a week. And it would have flat spots in the tires. Anyways, caller 800. I hope I'm right on the money. <laughs> I wonder if he was serious about caller 800 because it's caller 8. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? We would be six years waiting for a winner if it was oh, caller 800. No, no. I don't even think we're past 100 callers in the history of the show. So. Well, actually, we got yeah. up to like 89 when we had the giveaway that set of uh, BFGs. So, uh, yeah, we're probably in the 200 range, I, I bet you. <laughs> well, I hear, I hear him on those uh, on those swampers, though. I, I don't think Interco makes a tire that you can balance, really. I, they're just, it's, it's not the point of the swampers tires, to be balanced. But, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, seriously. The point is Most to go forward. Are, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looks and, and, and traction, that's all that matters. Yeah, so the beads are actually a great uh, a great choice for that. I wonder if you have to have more beads in, in the, the super swampers because of how big the lugs are. I bet you that's a very heavy tire. Mm, yeah, good point. That would be a good point. Well, and speaking of callers, normally we make you wait to find out who gets the giveaway item. What giveaway? Time, what giveaway item are you talking about? 
Well, I know. It was on our last episode of 521 when you interviewed Simon oh, from yeah. Counteract Balancing Beads, right? So we're going to do it a little bit earlier in the show. And by the way, if you hadn't heard that interview, it's a very informative. And we learned how you can allow your wheels and tires to self-balance. So if you missed it, you got to go back and listen to it. Hopefully I'm caller number eight. Hi, this is Chris from Detroit. You are out here in Utah. Hi, they calling from Wisconsin. This is Larry Jeeping Moe. Nate from Michigan. Hey, it's Steve O'Callan. Josh, driving to work with a slight vibration. I'm calling to say, get balanced. 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 All I have to say is get balanced. Get balanced. That's the only way to do things. All the beat talk kind of felt like a New Orleans conversation. You guys rock. But that's not why I'm calling. Love you guys. Thank y'all. <laughs> New Orleans conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. All these beads. <laughs> well, guess what? One of those voices you just heard was the eighth caller. Not the 800th caller, but the eighth caller. And the winner of a set of counteract balancing beads for your vehicle. But guess what? You got to listen to the next Jeep Talk Show episode <laughs> oh, to find no. out. Oh, come on. I thought you said we we're going to do it early. <laughs> well, we're talking about it early. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get me all worked up. <laughs> so listen, listen to the next episode where we announce the winner. What? Where's the noob? Noob, 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 hey, newbie, newbie, noob nugget. It's time for newbie nuggets. Well, we were at the Off-Road Expo last weekend in Ontario, California, and there were lots of people enjoying the experience. Now, if you've never been to an expo, it's really a fun place to see awesome vehicle setups and all kinds of merchandise that you may or may not be able to live without. Also, you want to bring lots of cash and an open mind to things you may find along the way. Now, the vendors set up their displays of products for sale and you decide if you want, need, or can't live without it. You see everything from tires to bumpers, tools, lights and covers to cool gadgets for overlanding to you name it. This expo was no different, and we found ourselves immersed in the world of off-roaders. Unlike other events we've been to, there seems to be a trend toward more side-by-side -side vendors, like Polaris, Razor, Can-Ams, Yamahas, Hondas, etc., and offerings like LED whips to special seat harnesses and, of course, seats, to safety things like wrist guards and specialty helmets. What was also, also noticeable was the vast number of side-by-sides for sale. I'm not kidding, guys. And the price tags were crazy. A fairly set up rig with four seats was starting at $50,000. <laughs> That's five zero with the comma and three zeros. For a side by side. Wow, I was in sticker shock. Now, we, we were there and we were set up with Nexon Tire Booth along with Cody from Trail Chasers. We had Paul Joe from Nexon Tire and Don Alexander's Jeeps on display. We had a great time meeting and greeting lots of people, talking about Trails 4 1 and also Nexon Tires. We even got a chance to talk with Cody on his Trail Chasers podcast, where he interviewed Bill and I for Trails 411. I, of course, plugged the, Je the Jeep Talk Show for us and the team. And for those of you that don't know, Cody used to be on the Jeep Talk Show years ago, and you can find his podcast on the 4x4radionetwork.com. Now, we had fun, and it was great sharing our adventures with Cody. <clears throat> there were also lots of other tire manufacturers displaying their tires on setup Jeeps and other vehicles. Some pretty impressive showpieces. Some actually see the dirt. Others are just for show. Some vendors had the new Bronco, and of course, Ford had a pretty big showing as well. Now, we had to take a look under the front end of the Bronco and wanted to see what the tie rod looked like, <laughs> since we've seen a few videos showing the Bronco steering failing on the trails. Well, guess what we found? 
The tie rod is probably pencil size and diameter, where the casting flattens out to make the ball joint soccer. It is so thin. It's maybe three-eighths inch thick. So that's what's happening. Apparently, this is the fusible link in the steering system, so you don't damage the rack and pinion steering. Both Don and Bill commented it would be tough to drive the Bronco on any rock-crawling California trail, let alone the highways here in Southern California, because of all the potholes. Any one of those jarring holes could just pop and the steering would be gone. Why would Ford make this apparently capable off-road that they're marketing? With, and with parts that would be destroyed on even an easy trail here in Southern California? Is it because they want you to upgrade parts? Or is it mm. someone cut corners and like the Bronco roof recalls, we'll just replace it if it breaks? Well, either way, not, <clears throat> either way, not one of their better ideas. So if you buy a Bronco, better plan on getting the tie rods upgraded before venturing out on the rougher trails. I even have a picture in the show notes so you can see how skinny that is. It was really kind of sad. Now, expos are a great place to buy stuff you may actually need. Lots of vendors have discounts and other show deals. We managed to escape without purchasing anything, although <laughs> I did see Bill measuring the lights on our Jeep so he could get le- order light covers. But he says they had a show discount that he could use online. Mm-hmm. Off-Road Expo isn't just for Jeepers, and this show made that apparent. We need to continue to educate all that enjoy the roads and preserve our fun lifestyle. It was interesting to talk with folks from all kinds of backgrounds, but one thing that was clear, not a lot of them were thinking about preserving trails and keeping things open. We need to continue to be good stewards and mentor newbies when we can. If you find yourself with a chance to attend an expo, go. It's worth the trip, and you get to see so many builds that will blow your mind. And you can represent us Jeepers. And who knows? You may even find something you can't live without. So, guys, do you like to attend these kinds of expos? And what are some of the pros and cons of your experience? Absolutely. I, I just love walking around with my head on a swivel. Just, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Look at that over there. And, you know, it's all kinds of cool stuff. And generally, you are seeing some of the newest brand spanking new even stuff that, you know, is under uh, R&D still a little bit. Uh, yeah. And they kind of want to yeah. get people's ideas. Uh, uh, stuff and so you get to see stuff that's possibly not even on the market yet uh and then of course yeah there is all the show discounts which a lot of them are offering cost plus um mm-hmm. and so you can get some seriously deep discounts by saving up your pennies and going up to one of these shows and purchasing something from the vendor at the show because you're likely not going to get a better deal unless you buy it used uh to be honest uh, yeah, we don't see a lot of these big expos like this up in Oregon. There's been a couple over the years, uh, but they've come and gone, uh, and and they've they've you know been far uh, few to return. Uh, instead, we've got a lot more of the Jeep show and shines, uh, the Jeep cruise ins, mm-hmm. things like that, where you're going to end up with 100 to 200 Jeeps on a lot. Uh, you know, anywhere from three to 400 people there, uh, just kind of you know messing around and stuff like that, or or more depending on the size and and location and, and time of year and stuff. Uh, and then you've got a handful of vendors that are Jeep specific, or uh, at least somewhat uh, Jeep specific, uh, out there to you know do the same sort of thing. Uh, and, and so I'm kind of at, stuck up here in the Northwest where we don't have a massive off-road following, such as like uh, places in Arizona or down in California, um, or even you know Las Vegas. Obviously, Vegas has the the you know the Expo heritage. Uh, and mm-hmm. if there's a big worldwide expo, it's probably going to be held in Vegas. So, you know, th- but still, uh, it's just up here in this mile of the corner of the Northwest, uh, there's just not enough of a demand, let alone the, the clientele for them to bring that kind of or caliber of show rather, uh, to mm-hmm. this, to this area. 
Uh, that being said, I have wanted to attend uh, some of the larger off-road expos or even the big four-wheel parts uh, Jeep and truck expo that they have a couple few times a year in various mm -hmm. corners of the U.S. Um, all of those, uh, from what I've heard, from what I've read, from what I've seen through videos and, and pictures and exposés and stuff like that, have been an amazing experience. Uh, and, and sometimes you can't do it all in one day, yeah, especially yeah. if you're out there talking with people. Uh, you're sharing stories. Uh, you're actually talking tech with a lot of these people. I mean, a, a good tech conversation may take an hour with somebody, and you may end up Easily. in the parking lot. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. let me show you. I, like, really, you got to see this. You yeah. Know? And so, yeah, you know, it can very easily take up a lot of time. And next thing you know, you've only talked with two or three vendors, and you have another fifty to go. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it can be an overwhelming experience for somebody uh, if they've never been to anything like an off-road expo before. Uh, now that being said, you know if you are planning on going to to a big expo this year, or even planning on, on a next one uh, on one next year, I would highly suggest you you plan for it. Get there early. Make sure you can make a day yep. out of it, and uh, and and or by days. all means take a camera, <laughs> man, because you, you know you're you're gonna fill up your phone pretty quick. I think. <laughs> so the expo you were at was two days, right? It was uh, Saturday and yeah, Sunday, it was, or it was, was it Friday? Yeah. No, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Um, it just it was a little bit different. Like I said, the demographics were kind of interesting because you could clearly tell there was probably sixty five percent was side by side people, not jeepers, hmm. and not trophy trucks or you know racers. It was really just the side by side but families and people doing that. I mean, could you imagine the TJ that you could buy for fifty thousand dollars? I'm just oh saying. Oh my god! I mean, 12, <laughs> I'm just like, right? I don't it, get it. It would be about twelve, thirteen k for the TJ, low mileage TJ, and then you know twenty five, thirty, forty thousand dollars worth of add ons. Yeah. Oh right? my yeah. god. I would have blow I mean, the pants off any side by side. I give a f. No, seriously. I don't, so is this another thing that we're just missing? I mean, we we missed well, it on the the new the new Cherokee. We are we missing it on the side by sides? I just I don't understand I don't the appeal. I mean, why and, and, do you, well, you have to have a trailer? Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go into a, a, a tow rig and a trailer and stuff, put a, a freaking mod highly modified Jeep on it, especially for exactly. that kind of money. I know, Forward. but that's not what they're doing. Forward. Yeah. Power to weight ratio. Well, they, for fifty thousand dollars, you could do a lot of power transfer into a DJ. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and I no, also think what, what's happened is families. Maybe they were doing motorcycles or quads, and so I think they originally started with people that were aging, maybe, and then they couldn't do the motorcycle anymore. I mean, we we have quads. We're thinking about what are we going to do next? You know, for off road fun. Yeah, I guess we see can't that. afford this for sure. I mean, we have to buy somebody's used, beat up whatever, and then probably build it up. You know, or a a, a divorce sale. Ah, that man was whatever. Here, take it for five grand. Okay. Um, but there was stuff you you just can't imagine what they're doing to these things. Even fifty thousand base, you're still going to change tires. You're going to want to add different suspension. You're going to want to do different seats. I mean, there's still a lot that they're going to be putting into those at 50,000 base to even get started. Oh, I so, didn't even think uh, about it being base. Good. God. Oh, no. I mean, there there are some upgrades on those at 50. You know, your, your base model is probably 35. Really, really base with nothing. But you're talking about better engines and better suspension and whatever. Yeah. But you're still going to want to add and do your own thing, just like we do with Jeeps. But 50 grand, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I work in a shop that has uh, a single-seater uh, race UTV uh, yeah. and, and a four-seater that, that is that is well-equipped. Uh, the yeah. single-seater race UTV, uh, a version of this was actually um, in a uh, some famous video that's out there. I, I don't remember what it's called, 
anyways, uh, it, it is extremely set up. It's set up for jumping. It's set up for race. Uh, depending on how you want to dial the suspension, it can do all kinds of different things. Uh, and I think, yeah, it, it, it thing starts at like 50K uh, and then goes yeah. up from there. Now, the four-seater uh, has been upgraded, and it's probably 15K below that uh, as it sits equipped, which came with a lot of upgrades. Now, I remember sometime in the last 10 years or so, we did a, a, I don't remember if it was an interview or if we were just talking about it or something like that, but there was a company uh, that does turnkey rock crawling buggies, you know, tube frame buggies, and oh, they start yeah. at 25K. So for 25,000, you could get a tube frame, you know, stump jumper if you really wanted. They could actually, uh, and then start yeah. Up, start upgrading it from there now is it going to be a small little nimble uh sand machine that you know you can go out and jump razorbacks with Eh, probably not uh but uh you know either way you're still gonna need a trailer uh and you're gonna need somewhere to put these th put these things so mm -hmm. uh, and that's where i think we're a big big part of the side-by-side -side draw comes from um i mean you know one of those little soft side carports you can put up on the side of your side of your property they'll fit inside one of those or even as most storage units yeah yeah, I, I think it's a family thing, too, where you can just, it doesn't matter if three of your passengers have no experience. You know what I mean? Right. They can just, everybody can ride and somebody can drive. But there's a lot of, uh, I belong to some different uh, Facebook channels, too, where they're on the side-by-sides of the desert people. And it's like the amount of wrecks and damages and people driving oh, way out of their yeah. comfort zone, their experience. It's kind of a serious thing. And I was surprised that people weren't wanting to pay more attention to like tread lightly and being kind but anyway that's a whole nother subject on <laughs> well, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if you guys remember or not lightly. but pete soren died in a side-by-side -side getting hit by somebody coming out of uh out of nowhere uh, and running yeah. into him and his family and uh, it happens all the time truck night truck night host if you guys don't know the pete soren also too uh uh, for, uh i can't remember the the race trucks he he, uh, he was like the everyday guy uh racing trucks off-road for uh for a, a lot less than everybody else what was it uh ultra four he was an ultra four mm. was it ultra four was it uh the, the baja 1000 that's the, that was the race that he was at i think when when uh when this happened was it was uh, down in baja california yeah down they were somewhere they were getting ready. To, he was just out with the family, and uh, I think we were supposed to have him on the show a week prior to the uh, to the accident. But yeah, he was yeah. on the side by side, so that's a good point. I mean, uh, you uh, you get a lot more protection even with a, a TJ with the uh, with no top on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets? I'd love to hear from you. Check out our YouTube channel at Trails Four One One for great content with lots of tips, tricks, and techniques. Oh, and thanks for that picture on the uh, the Bronco. I'd seen that. Uh, <laughs> that Bronco doing the pirouette or the the, the curtsying or whatever on uh, uh, TikTok, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, things happen. You know, it's sure every, everything's going to break and and have issues, and especially when it's brand new. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, did you see the one I I put up about the uh, the engine dropping a valve in the Bronco, and it had fifteen hundred oh. miles on it? Oh wow! No. Also on Instagram, Jeep Talk Show Instagram, check it out. Uh, they show yeah. they're pulling the engine out of a brand new Bronco uh, and draining all of the uh, antifreeze out of the oil, uh, out of the oil pan. <laughs> and, uh, and, it, and it shows a smashed uh, spark plug. And again. Oh, I did see that at the end, the bottom of the spark plug, right? Had a little, yeah, it was completely yeah. smashed. And, yeah. and I mean, things do happen, but my God, you, could you imagine buying the first year Bronco that, you know, they brought it back and here it is and. And you got it, and fifteen hundred miles into it, you're like, you got to be kidding me! I mean, I'm sure they'll fix it, but 
how are you going to feel about driving it? I mean, are you going to be driving down the road and all of a sudden, up oh, time to call AAA? Hey, it's Steve O'Callaghan. Just want to say, great show. Been enjoying it for over a year now. Loving the Zerm Room. Just need to get some more people from north of uh, Tennessee, let's say, north of Tennessee. Definitely dominated a little by the uh, Texans, but they're tolerable. Thanks. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are tolerable. Oh you hear that, Tony? Gosh. <laughs> I thought it was you guys are to- tolerable, not y'all. Gee, <laughs> it's man. wearing off on him. <laughs> oh, no. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. So one of the things I was uh, missing uh, on the uh, most recent off-road uh, trip, uh, and, and Josh, you may have noticed this too, uh, I did not have disconnects on the sway bar, uh, although the, the nut that had backed off was trying to make a, a, a disconnect for the sway bar. <laughs> but uh, uh, I finally got around to purchasing and installing a set of JKS manufacturing. Uh, the part number is JKS2033. Uh, and it's made for the 2018 to 2021 Jeep JL and JT. I purchased these from Amazon for about $166. Uh, you can find uh, all our Amazon items on our website, uh, jeeptalkshow.com. So uh, JTS was recently asked on social media why the JKS, JKS disconnects uh, were chosen for the you know Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. And honestly, <laughs> when I was researching quick disconnects, I was doing so for the Jeep Cherokee, the XJ that I have, and uh, I only found two that didn't require me keeping up with pieces while it was disconnected. You know, you'd have to like remove the center section and then you'd have to, uh, the pins and stuff, and you'd have to keep them in the glove box or in the floor or something. And, and to me, that was just a recipe for some stuff getting lost. So I wanted something that would be up and out of the way. Now, mind you, this was probably five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago when I was researching this stuff. So at the time, I only found two products that allowed everything to stay intact and to swing out of the way. One was from Rough Country, and it was about 70 bucks or, or maybe cheaper than that. And the JKS manufacturing ones were about 180 uh, the, I think they were 175 180 or something for the XJ at the time. And wow. uh, yeah, they were really expensive. They looked really nice and all, but... <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. But I didn't want to spend that much money, so I got the rough countries. So, you know, fast forward to uh, now with the the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator twenty twenty one Jeep Gladiator, and I went well. I'm going to go ahead and get the good stuff to go on here. So I didn't even research any other oh. any other quick disconnects. I just went with the what? other with the other one that I that I was going to get for the XJ. The so, first time, yeah. Yeah, so honestly, I just figured, you know, nothing really much had changed. And, and, and in retrospect, being asked by this person on social media, it's like, well, yeah, I'm sure there's uh, there's several out there now. There, there must be. So uh, anyway, fast forward to today, and uh, it, again, it didn't even cross my mind about getting something other than the JKS manufacturer. And, and, and frankly, I'm really happy with them. They're very nice is what you would expect, and they're even cheaper now, and, and maybe it's just cheaper for the, the JT, but somehow I doubt that. So uh, keep tuned because on our next Friday episode, I'll go over sway bar disconnects that are available now for your JL and JT. Hmm. That sounds kind of interesting, though, but why the price difference when you were looking back in the past? I mean, that's $100 difference. I don't see, Do any, difference? I don't see any difference in the design of them. I mean, 
It's been a long time since I looked at it, uh, and I didn't even I didn't, I didn't even price it for the XJ because I've I've got disconnects on the XJ now, but uh, that are still <laughs> have been disconnected for like two and a half years now. <laughs> you know, it's funny, mm-hmm. Tony. Uh, I just you know do a quick Google search: best rated sway bar disconnects Jeep, and in the top six, JKS and Rough Country are in the top three. Yeah, there well, you go. I uh, it was a. It was an easy decision for me, and I, I, it was just a quick buy. I just needed to get them, especially when I found that that nut had backed off uh, the Mopar uh, uh, sway bar link. Uh, you saw it when we were out there at the uh, at the yeah. off road park, and yeah, I uh, I didn't like seeing that either because I, I I don't like seeing wallet holes and loose loose nuts and you know things like that. And I was like, oh man, we're gonna cause more damage to this thing. <laughs> I got kind of well, worried about it. I knew I was going to replace it. So. Driving home, and I was like, oh man, I know that we had to add another couple millimeters to that hole. So yeah. Do you know that uh, the the bolt lined right up? It was straight across when I went to take the oh, be darn. take the 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 disconnects off. I mean the uh, the wow. sway bar links off. It had lined up. So taking it off road uh, did it some good. <laughs> the, it didn't do any good for the bolt on that on that disconnect. Oh, but, I, say, I mean yeah. on that link. But threads are probably gone. But <laughs> yeah, well that's the reason why I couldn't get the nut on it. But anyway, I, I got those uh, those quick disconnects in there now. So I will be ready to go uh, for the next time. Hey, this is Isaac, 95YJ, calling from Wisconsin. The show is just so lopsided and all over the place. It's just horrible. It's like I got to stick stuff in my ear holes just so I don't have to hear it. Talk to you later. Bye. What? I'm not, what? I'm not sure where he was going there with that. Wait, but <laughs> why do you call in if it's that bad? I don't like. I just want to know. What's the deal there? I think he just, he just wants to, hear to get his name on he wants to get his name on the show. That's what he was after. Well, that was part of a <laughs> well, one of the call-ins for the uh, the balancing bead. So there was some tie-in, I think, with the the, the balancing bead. So uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. I'm gonna, now. I'm gonna go yeah. with that though. <laughs> if he's saying lopsided, that makes sense, right? Yeah. You balance your tires. That makes perfect sense. All right. Sorry, mm-hmm. Isaac. Keep calling in. <laughs> <laughs> he's a regular in our our Zoom room as well. I know he is. <laughs> Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast, been a lifelong Jeeper myself, continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. You like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps. I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. Well, I just want to thank everybody for uh, the, uh, for those of you that are uh, rat bastards that have uh, taken the challenge and uh, gone and become a paid subscriber. You're no longer a rat bastard, but you will always be a rat bastard in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're interested in uh, no longer being a rat bastard, you can go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and just scroll on down there and you'll see where you can uh, get into our store or uh, just there at the very top at jeeptalkshow.com. Uh, click on store and you can uh, become a, a paid subscriber. And uh, if you'd like to get some uh, a, a rat bastard toe tags so that you can go out and put uh, some dirty, filthy rats, infect some Jeeps, be an infectious agent, you can uh, get those uh, those tags there as well. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com for more information about rat bastards. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And, uh, Wendy, I gotta warn you, you might want to cover your ear holes. I'm muting her right now. I would apologize for for what I'm about to say, but hey, you knew what you were getting into when you signed up for this. 
Very true. <laughs> I can't believe that we're done talking about episode 519 about the woman who, uh, <laughs> oh, let's see, how can I say this more elegantly? She was a uh, punching the clown in the back of a Jeep. <laughs> I cannot believe we're not done talking about this. I have so many questions like, what the heck was she doing? No, I'm serious. Somebody explain it to me, please. What the heck was she doing? I have no idea. My mom didn't sign that permission slip for school. All right, so that one bombed. Let's move on. Josh, I'm very disappointed in you when you're talking about the new Jeep 8-speed transmission. I had my finger on record waiting for all the right audio cues. You said tranny, and then you left it at that. You didn't give me anything else to work with. I was waiting for the words blown, stripped, and or with two hands. You didn't say any of that. Come on, we're a team. It's just like in volleyball. You set it up, I spike it home. It's like the volleyball coach used to tell me. He used to say, Nikki G, for the love of God, get out of the girls' locker room and please take off that cheerleading uniform. <laughs> And I would say that's not why I'm calling, but I really don't think you guys can handle any more of this. I know I can't. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. So did you of needing two hands? Did you oh, guys what, what, did you guys see the message from uh, Charles F. Uh, traveling across country with uh, the three old jeeps? Uh, yes, with his with his son. Show notes. We're going to be giving yeah. him a shout out here later. No, I didn't. I thought it was hilarious okay. though. And, and since he did, you is you have the thing in there about Nikki G. Uh, not exactly. But uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll wait. Of, I'll wait till then. Then that's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Nikki G needs to wait until the next tech talk where I'll be uh, I'll be giving him lots of setups. Trust me. <laughs> Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. Call! It's the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Just make the call. Good call! That's one call now. I'm leaving it. I like that. Wow. <laughs> I forgot all about that. That was a good promo. That was really, we used to have a call in show that uh, Tammy and I did, uh, Wendy. Yeah, and uh, that was it the. Sounds like a throwback Thursday. It's perfect. For yeah, that. That, was a, that was a promo that uh, Josh did for us. It was like <laughs> really good. I missed the button. So there we go. You must have needed this every day. I need it's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. What the hell is this? An electric uh, Depends or something? That uh, sounds bad. Like it, right? You know? <laughs> Look electric at the thing. Maybe? Look at that thing. It's as scary as hell. It even has a little water. I thought it was for your dog. The... I thought it was for your old dog. You could heat up. <laughs> Look at the button that has little water waves on there. This is electricity <laughs> and water don't mix, Josh, especially when it's salty. Let I was going to say, well, speaking so of we uh, buttons... <laughs> Is this going the back seat? Is this a protective thing for people just getting, wait, the, getting in the back seat? Right in line with uh, what Nikki G was calling Nikki about. G. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. No, Josh is going, Actually. shut up. This is my segment. Leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs>
Actually, what uh, my co-hosts are referring to is an image that you yourself can check out in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. And what you're seeing is the entire kit for a DIY uh, heated seats kit. That's right. If you want to add heated seats to your Jeep or really any other vehicle, maybe you just need to replace your original equipment. Well, this universal seat heater kit uh, is going to be designed to install safely on most vehicles under any type of upholstery, whether your vehicle had originally had heated seats or not. This universal seat heater assembly comes with everything needed for a complete installation, including the harness, heating element pads, control switches, pliers, and easy-to-follow instructions. It makes for an affordable, comfortable upgrade to any vehicle. So I have a question on this. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now, keep it clean. Um, So does it, uh, when you say it's easily installed, so being a newbie, are you talking about trying to get it up underneath the seat or does it sit on the seat and then your covers go over it? How does that work? So one of the things that is included in this kit are the special bullnose pliers uh, that are required for the rings that you are going to be undoing and then redoing oh. to uh, take, oh, that makes sense. take off the, uh, oh, the, the bottom upholstery. seat pad right. and, Got it. and okay. slide these underneath and then reattach that that. Uh, uh, that upholstery using these rings and those pliers. So, like okay. I said, everything is included in this kit. You're not going to have to buy any special equipment or anything like that. Love it. And yeah. uh, and you actually it come. Nice. It comes with the stuff that you're going to need to put everything back the way it was, as if it came with the vehicle this way. So okay. th- that's kind of why I chose this kit. Yes, you can go to like Quadratech and spend like 200 bucks on a three-zone yeah. system that plugs directly into the connectors behind this the the cigarette lighter and stuff like that. But I mean, that's like six times the cost of this thing. Uh, and and really, it's not any more plug and play than, than this thing really is. Uh, and not to mention, this thing has a, a lot more positive ratings than the other one does. Uh, but, uh, and, and and really, for this price, you can afford to get one for, for the passenger seat too, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it had passenger since it was two pads, is it? So it's a dual zone. So typically most seat heaters have a oh, lumbar the region back. And, yeah. and the butt region as well. Now you can oh, do this with just a single pad, uh, but you lose the low setting on this and you'd only have high. Oh, but I and would from think a the, lot of reports yeah. that I have read on this, the reviews that I've read on this, these things put out some BTUs. Uh, so okay. if you've ever been in a vehicle that has uh, seat heaters and they're kind of like, eh, I can kind of feel things getting warm a little mm-hmm. bit maybe not this, you know, this <laughs> thing, you're gonna be able to keep your pizza warm oh i'm so excited about this i already <laughs> I, I already took the link and sent it to bill i'm like we need to add this to the list because one thing i don't like is being cold i don't oh, yeah. mind the I cold but i don't want to be cold and so when you get in the jeep so and this, it's cold and you're waiting for it to heat up 40 bucks i mean no, there, there's some labor involved in this but but that's not that big a deal I, i've pulled upholstery off and I didn't even have those little pliers to get the, the things back in. I just used regular pliers. So, cool. so this wouldn't yeah. be hard at all. This would make it a lot easier. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I mean, okay, so let's put it this way. You spend less than 100 bucks, you get dual zone heating in both your seats. Whoever's mm-hmm. sitting in your passenger seat most of the time is going to love you for it. Well, if they yeah, don't absolutely. know that you have heating, the, 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 the oh, driver's oh, seat oh, is oh. heated. You just got to keep it. To, you just got to keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Or if it was like me, I would have to install it only up. on the passenger side because my wife, yeah. it would, she's the one that's going to be cold. Yeah, but you would have that. I can see that on the because a lot of people have lower back issues, and even if it wasn't, yes. even if it wasn't cold out, I could see how just running the heat as you're driving back and forth to work would get you a lot of relief. Uh, you know, once you got to work, so. 
Uh, the dual, I like it. Yeah, the dual zone makes a lot of sense. Now, we just got to have uh, an option where it'll uh, blow smoke up your ass, and then you really got something. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was uh, I was recently over at a buddy's house. He had one of those um, uh, seat covers that have the heater and a fan built in. And so it ventilates your 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 nether regions uh, a, as me? you drive. Oh, no. Now I will say I will say that the the ventilating uh, function on on this seat cover was lackluster at best. Sure. Uh, I just Is don't it think for that it, 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 hot it, regions it, like Tony's yeah. region. Yeah, he you, needs to you, blow no, smoke. No, seriously. If, if if you've never sat in a vehicle that has air conditioned seats. You no. are missing out on on just Seriously? the most amazing experience. Seriously. Okay. Uh, All right. Lincoln Lincoln started doing it in the early two thousands, I think, or mid two thousands, back in the in the mid aughts, somewhere around there. Um, and and very other various other vehicles have have adapted it over the years. Uh, I would I think in the Grand Wagoneers you get both heated and vent and not not just ventilated but air conditioned well, seats for that now, price. I would expect that. <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. There is a difference between ventilated and air conditioned seats, and air conditioned okay. seats are just, just so nice. Now, now so bear nice. with me here for a second, because I'm thinking if you can blow air in, you could suck air out, and if you could exhaust that, now you got a solution <laughs> for Taco Tuesday and chili night. It just got a button on the dash. We're just going to reverse the polarity, <laughs> and, and then you could pay. Then you could pay those smokers back on the beautiful screen uh, spring days oh, when they get their geez. windows down and they're smoking. Just you exhaust that thing straight out the snorkel. Oh, <laughs> the kinds of things we think about on this show. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, now that you must have a set of DIY seat heaters for your own Jeep, or pretty much any other vehicle for that matter, we're going to make it easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com. Look for the link in the show notes for episode 522. Hey, Jeep Talk Show. This is Nate from Michigan. I was on my way home from work from the dealership and listened to episode 520, and all of a sudden it just hit me. Hey, I forgot to call in and say, get balance from the last episode, so... Hope you guys are having a great night. Keep up the great work. I'm enjoying the extra shows, keeping me busy on my way uh, to and from work. So, uh, love you guys. Talk to you later. Well, we've gotten uh, several feedbacks from, Thanks, from people about the additional episodes that we're yeah. having a week. Seems and like I, they're loving it. Yeah, we really yeah. appreciate that because it, it is additional work, and uh, we uh, it, it's great that you guys are listening to all of them and enjoying it. And and we got a lot of good feedback for the uh, the roundtable discussions that we record on Tuesdays that you can be a part of. Just go to uh, jeeptalkshow.com uh, slash contact and sign up for our newsletter so that you can uh, uh, get that information and uh, join in with our Zoom people. I'm sorry I purged the seat before pulling up. I should have done that a couple of miles back. I'm not even getting out. I'm just going to sit right here. (laughs) Exactly. My seat's nice and toasty. I'm staying where I am. Yeah. Keep Tony on the other side of the campfire tonight. Oh, yeah. It's a a safety issue, too. You don't want to get too close to the flame. So if you're new to the show, we uh, we were starting our cracking wise we're early sorry. on this. Before, before <laughs> yeah. around the we're never. We're There's, never. Wait, they're still listening to the end of this. This is great. <laughs> we're very Hang sorry. <laughs> we may be right, we may be wrong, but we're never sorry. Now yeah. we, uh, we we do do this uh, every other episode, uh, and sometimes on Tuesdays, uh, where we pull up around the campfire, uh, pull out a chair, and just start talking Jeep. Sometimes we pick a, uh, a particular topic to talk about. Sometimes we ask a question. Sometimes a debate. 
Sometimes it's just an open discussion, and that's kind of the, the, the direction we're going to lean a little bit tonight. Um, the question I'm going to ask tonight is, where are you lacking in lighting? Maybe you can't see the floor of your Jeep in the dark. Maybe you can't see more than 50 feet in front of the Jeep at night. Maybe you're just not equipped for night wheeling after all. What lighting upgrade would you like to make to your Jeep next? Or do you just have a general lighting question that maybe we could answer really quick? Now, we are going to run out of time pretty quick. We've got a lot of people around the campfire tonight. So we're going to try and go through this pretty quick. Uh, we may have to cut the list short. Of course, if you'd like to join in on a following uh, conversation, well, you can do that very easily. And we're going to let you know how right after this segment. So stick around. But first, I would like to call on Travis tonight and say, Travis, what would you like to talk about lighting on your Jeep? Do you have something that uh, you'd like to brag about or uh, or maybe have a question about? I don't have an issue with lighting. I've lit my Jeep up. I'm like Tony. <laughs> I haven't built my lights. Nice. But I've got lights to light up the world and the world around me. I've learned on the trail I'm never the leader. So all the lights I have in front, I don't. 24 7 need or use it's more right. or less underneath and around the back inside um and therefore i have put more lights on the underneath back inside that i can handle so i i'm, I'm lit up when i once yes, my are. drone will fly <laughs> above me at night i'm going to show it up and just you know because i'm, I'm getting towed up a trail I'm getting winced out of a, a ditch. I don't need <laughs> lights on the front. I've got them. I've got sure. them ungodly. I've got them. Did you buy a renegade? I thought you had a, a YJ. I've got <laughs> lights. <laughs> I've got I've got a YJ. I thought so. <laughs> but yet my trails and you are if you guys would join me, you already would see and learn. You know, as we all hit lower Daniel, you would quickly learn. You know, hey. Granted, last time I attempted Uari in Lower Daniel, it was in two-wheel drive. I made it halfway up the trail, but I didn't complete it because my, yeah. Long story short, <laughs> lights, I've got covered. Oh, yeah. right I've on. got covered. Thanks, Travis. <laughs> Great answer, Even Travis. That. Great answer. He's, he's well lit. Knocking <laughs> 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 him out we, of the park we tonight, love everybody. Travis. Good job. <laughs> Oh, Mike, Travis, we love Mike you. Zen. Mike Zen, uh, can you ha can you see on front of your Jeep really good at night? Uh, is your interior lit up pretty good? Do you do you have anything that's lacking as far as lumens go on your Jeep? Yeah, I still have the stock uh, headlights. I uh, haven't changed any Ooh. lighting on my Jeep. Oh no! Uh, I gone on one uh, night drive uh, before and. Uh, I must say it's like, yeah, having those lights underneath the Jeep, it makes it a lot different, uh, a lot better when you're trying to, um, you know, uh, tell people where to go. So I've seen those <laughs> Jeeps uh, light up in the underneath. So definitely that's something that I want to get done in my Jeep. But the only thing is that I don't do that many night drives. So I'm not sure if I am going to do it or not. Yeah, uh, rock lights is is uh, the typical term used for uh, you know what you what you find underneath the uh, underneath the jeep. You know, the lights up the rocks, lights up the tires, all that sort of stuff. And uh, you know, there's there's a bunch of companies out there that that do that sort of stuff and and make relatively affordable kits that are easy to expand on as well. That you know come with everything that you need to at least start with a with a rock light kit and underlight or lighting up the underside of your jeep. 
So, I mean, that is one thing that I think really sets a Jeep apart from another is, is undercarriage lighting. You could have, you know, uh, 17 50-inch light bars on the top of your Jeep. You know, you could have every <laughs> pod light and, and uh, you know, LED bar that, that, that they make in every size. Uh, but if all your lumens are going forward and backwards and you got nothing going underneath, you're really li- missing out. And, and, and yep. that's where a lot of, of really practical lighting is going to come into play is getting the underside of the Jeep lit up. So I'm with you, Mike. Uh, I think you're, I think you got your sights set in the right direction. Uh, what about John? John Lee here with us tonight. John, uh, what about your Jeep? Uh, is it set up pretty well for lighting? Uh, do you got some spots where you'd like to maybe add some more lumens? So, I mean, I'm not a big extra light fan. My, I got the t- 2017 year of the JK. They offer the LED okay. lights factory on the Rubicon. So I've yeah. got the LED factory headlights, and, and they work pretty good. The one place I think I would like it is the footwells inside. So yeah. interior, they kind of have a, a good footwell lighting because it always you always end up dropping something down there and just you, you can't really find it. <laughs> and it just mm-hmm. disappears, right? It's gone yep. forever almost until the next morning. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a big that's a big one on a lot of Jeeps. Now, I mean, I think, uh, I know at least the, the XJs and the TJs, I thought the JKs did too. They, they had footwell lights, uh, something from underneath that, that sort of would open the door or, you know, you turn the dome light on, those would come on as well and you could see, you could see a little bit of light. Now, obviously, you know, over the years, a lot of those, uh, those light bulbs get burnt out and a lot of people don't even know that they're there because most cars don't come with them. Uh, most vehicles don't come with them anyway. So uh, it's nice to have seen those, at least in some models of Jeep. Now, where they carried those on in every single uh, year of Jeep, I, I can't uh, say off the top of my head. But that is definitely one thing that I think is lacking, regardless of whether it was there from the factory or not, is good footwell lighting. And generally, if, even if it is there, it's not very bright. And well, even, it, it the, uh, do even the interior overhead lighting uh, is often lackluster. So uh, LED upgrades are, are a very good idea. And very cheap. You did that on, your, on Amazon. On yours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, oh, there's a there's a website that I that I uh, found that has pretty good products and, and a good uh, a good way to look things up by vehicle. It's superbrightleds.com. We, we're not any kind of a sponsor or anything like any kind of relationship with them at all. Uh, but I've turned people onto that site before, and they've had really good results, uh, good prices, and good products. So, uh, is it the best? Yeah, probably not. Uh, but uh, it'll get you pointed in the right direction at least. I will say this. Bob, the uh, oh, I will say this. The Gladiator has excellent inside lighting. The uh, uh, the light pod. I don't know if you well, got a chance pretty, to look at it. Yep. it. It has individual map lights for the two front seats and the two back seats. So it's uh, and it's all LED. Even though I didn't get the LED lighting package, it's all LED LED interior. I thought you had upgraded the 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 dome light in nope. in the uh, in the JT, uh nope. with an LED light. So that's 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 impressive that it comes that way from the factory. It is nice and bright. Yep. All right, Bob, your turn. Two cheap Jeep guys. What do you got for for a lighting question or uh, or concern or uh, something that's lacking on your Jeep? Uh, area lights for camp at night. I'm going to. Uh, I bought a rock light kit that I'm actually going to run into the roll bar aiming down and out just a little bit and uses area lights around camp. Yeah, are those going to have that. enough dispersion? You know, are they going to, are they going to carry enough light out uh, far enough to where it'll be useful uh, as a utility light? I only need to uh, get out maybe four or five feet out from the Jeep, just enough to light up the area right around it. I've got okay. camp lights for lighting up the broad area around camp. 
Gotcha. Okay. So, I see. I just see where you're going with that. Getting that into a toolbox or right, right next to the Jeep. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that'll work out pretty good, and uh, it'll be cost effective. They'll be out of the way. Uh, not going to be taking up a whole lot of room, uh, and very functional. Uh, when you get that all finished, you'll have to uh, send us a couple of pictures. I'd like to see that. Sure. Steve-O, um, what you got for, for lighting on your Jeep? You got something that's uh, maybe lacking a little bit or uh, maybe just something you like to brag about? Yeah, lacking is the uh, back um, the backup lights. Um, you know, I have the LED package, but they're just not that bright. Uh, the camera at night's very hard. You know, yeah, I've got the backup camera. Sorry, JK, guys. <laughs> um, but it's <laughs> just not that visible. So that's when I do my new bumper, that's what I'll be looking for is what kind of additional uh, lighting okay. comes with it. I was going to ask if you already have an aftermarket solution that you kind of have in mind uh, to take care of that, but you've already kind of answered that question uh, with an aftermarket <laughs> bumper. And um, I, I, now Are you, you thinking about maybe upgrading uh, the actual housings themselves? I know in the last couple few episodes, uh, we, we talked about a product coming out of Oracle uh, that uh, has a pretty substantial price tag with it, but also seems to uh, function very well. Uh, have you seen that? Is that, is that even on the table? Well, I'm going to do the bumper anyway, so I can do that at once versus paying for a new bumper and new taillights. I'm happy with my taillights, right. but they've got the, uh, they're not the traditional square design in them. They're the LED ones, and I, I like oh, okay. the way they look now. All right. So. Very good. Both of that bumper will have some provisions for some, uh, for, for some auxiliary lighting, and uh, you can tie that into the reverse lights, and, uh, and uh, no more backing up into trees or, or children on their bicycles, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, WJ Christopher with us tonight. Uh, how do you have yours set up for lighting, Chris? Um, the factory like housings, I put LEDs in uh, the brights and the the normal running light, and then I uh, put actual yellow fog light LEDs in the um the bottom. But I want to add backup pods for backing up, and then some mm -hmm. rock lights. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've got some uh, some pods. Those are those little square. Uh, I think they have like nine LEDs in them or something like that. Little nine emitters uh, for for backup lights. But one of them quit on me, and I haven't been able to determine yet. I haven't gone through the troubleshooting process as to whether it's a relay issue, uh, a wiring issue, or a product issue. Uh, and so I've got to I've got to go through all that. But I've got to mount it up on my roof rack, uh, pointing down. Uh, when they're working perfectly, they they really light up the whole back area yeah. of the Jeep really well. Uh, and so I, I really like that with the reverse lights up high, shining down low. Uh, it, it really, you know, produces a nice, uh, nice, even pattern of light out there. Yeah. I put a rear camera on it, so it's, it, it'd be nice to be able to see whenever it's dark. <laughs> did you do the, uh, the license plate mount camera? Did you do that style or is it? Yeah, uh, where it's kind I, of did that, I did that style camera. Right on, right on. Good spot for him too. Yeah, it All is. All right, Bill. Bill with us. Uh, Bill, what about lighting on your rig? You got something that's uh, not quite working out for you or a direction you'd like to go? Um, just a couple things I've done. So, you know, a couple KC lights on the, the front. Um, those, you know, I'll use those for like really dusty situations on there. You know, mm -hmm. people can can see me. And then I I really like I did the, the Lux lighting uh, rock lights on there, which is nice is because they're they're magnetic on there. So super easy to you know you know uh you don't have to drill holes or anything you just you know slap them up there and you know just you know attach via the the magnet and so you can relocate those so like on the front bumper i'll have them on the the front bumper but if i think i might 
hit the bottom of the front, you know, bumper if I'm wheeling and I can kind of just pop them off and, you know, put them up and, and out of the way so that they don't get hit. But the one thing I really like about the rock lights is, is uh, loading my trailer at night on there. So when you got to get under there and you're, you're putting the cargo straps on there, you know, mm-hmm. having all that lighting under there, just being able to kind of see everything and get everything strapped up while it's, you know, it's on the trailer is, is made kind of a, a world of difference. So, um, so yeah, I, I really like that, that setup in terms of where I, I you know, it, you know, lacking, I think, uh, in the back when I'm overlanding and you kind of pop that back there and you got just that single factory light there in the, the roll bar and that doesn't really, doesn't really cut it. So I probably need to look at doing something, something there to add some, some additional light in the back there. How are you, how do you like those Lux lights? I've got, I've got the same kit, uh, that I have yet to install. Uh, and, uh, I, I've talked with the company. I think I've interviewed them actually. Uh, and, uh, and I've seen the product on, on other rigs. I personally like it a lot. Uh, I just don't know how well it performs over the long run. How long have you had your kit, and do you have anything to complain about it? Um, so I've had to replace some of those. So I, I like that they're really bright. You know, they're really bright, and I mean they yeah. do a great job. Um, but they they do get hot. You know, they they were you know rely on the magnets and the that contact with the metal to dissipate the the heat. Um, but I've had some that have kind of you know they go a wonky color on there where you know they just kind of crapped out and you know I've, I've sent them back and they've always sent me replacements under warranty never had an issue there but yeah. you know it's kind of a, a pain i think the first time i did it i kind of hardwired everything and so you know when i i rewired it and rebuilt the harness i put you know like connectors you know like waterproof connectors in there so that if i had one go bad i could just disconnect it from the connector you know cut off the light and you know there you go uh, yep put a new one on there and then plug it back in the connector without having to try to do that underneath the the jeep with all the dirt and everything else that comes down on you when you're when you're under there so well i like to hear about the uh the customer service behind lux uh that that just reaffirms to me that they're they're a good company that stands behind their product so thanks for that uh chris with sevenslats.com be sure to check that out sevenslats.com great little blog and great pictures over there chris uh what about lighting on your rig uh something that you like to complain about or or maybe just talk about talk openly about i really need to upgrade the uh headlamps i've got a 2014 jk with the standard headlamps and they're horrible and i just haven't pulled the trigger to replace them um i hid lamps (laughs) i was talking to talking to somebody about hid lamps in the jk put a really good bright but not a good beep beam pattern uh it's a little more wow. money but i just got to pull the trigger decide on some leds and plug them in there you go yeah the uh the hids can be a, a hit or miss and it really does all depend on on that housing and the lens really and what kind of uh what kind of beam pattern you get out of that uh there's a company out here in oregon that uh they've been around for a better part of 10 years now uh, and they just released their own system. Uh, they got their own lens that I, I think they've got a patent pending on it or something like that. Uh, but it's supposed to have a- exceptional dispersion or, you know, uh, focus uh, with a nice sharp cutoff pattern uh, and a beam pattern that goes right out to the sides and, and just drops off. So uh, I have yet to see it in person, uh, but I just read about it here recently and, uh, and it sounded good. So, uh, but they're out there. Uh, the HID, I think, is starting to kind of go the way of the CD. Uh, with the LED technology that's come out, I, I think that the, the HIDs are, are just starting to starting to fall off. It's older technology. There's better technology with the LED stuff out there. At least I think so. Uh, I think it does have some room to grow still. Uh, but uh, with that being said, yeah, LEDs I, I think are the way to go as far as headlights go. 
Uh, what about Garrett uh, and uh, and your lighting, Garrett? Uh, what do you got on your Jeep? Anything that uh, it might be might be lacking? Um, I got a 05 TJ. Uh, I need better headlights. Uh, I need more distance, and they're not very bright, so I need a little more distance. Uh, my ZJ has a couple pods on the bumper, but that's about it. Um, I'd like to add some rock lights to both of them. And I need a little more distance out of my headlights. So I'll say to you, Garrett, is and really to anybody who's going to be looking at doing a headlight upgrade, if you are, have headlights that just don't seem to have the output and uh, and the bulbs are you know themselves aren't aren't very old, uh, then I would very much recommend that you test the voltage at the headlight itself and verify that you got at least twelve and a half volts at the headlight. If you have anything below twelve volts at the headlight, you have an issue with getting the proper amount of voltage to the headlight, and you would greatly benefit from a headlight harness upgrade kit, which usually uh, goes into, uh, into you know, some relays and, and things like that, pull power directly from the battery, go through the relays and directly to the headlights, uh, using the existing factory wiring as a, as a sort of a switch or trigger for that. Uh, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, before you just dive whole hog into you know you know throwing slapping some new headlights in there, make sure that you got a volt. You're not, you don't have a voltage issue uh, that you're you're just going to be putting a band aid over. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty, uh, Larry Jeep and Mo uh, here with us. He's going to be uh, second to last. We got one more. So Larry, real quick, what do you got with uh, with lights on your Jeep? Anything that you'd like to add? Yeah, I need to put some kind of spots on there. The only the only light upgrade i've done is i've put the led replacement bulbs in it and uh it it, it was a much needed because the jls really aren't, weren't much better than the jk's and i know everybody likes them because I'm, I'm always number one driver when i'm driving around at least everybody tells me I'm number one with their finger <laughs> so <laughs> but that's not what i'm calling yeah. that's, not, that's what not what i'm calling <laughs> no but Larry, no, i need some other uh spots with all the uh, miles that you uh, that you put on on that Jeep recently to uh, to attend the the show that we had in Texas, uh, the event we had in Texas recently, um, did you did you find that the headlights were were really the the weak point and all that, or or did they make do? Oh, they made do just fine. The, 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 say the upgraded ones, they do a good job on the road. Uh, the factory ones, though, they were very much lacking. You know, just like the JKs, they didn't make any upgrades in the lighting at all. And headlights from the JK to the JL, but the other aftermarket ones did, 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 a, did a pretty good job. <laughs> it's really, I think Jeep has had an issue with uh, with with headlight lighting for the better part of thirty years. But uh, but that may be just yeah. me. All right, wrapping out the uh, wrapping out the list here. Mudman 084 with us. The other Josh, uh, what's uh, what say you about lights? I need to LED interior lights, and then I have some backup lights I just need to wire up. Very good. Uh, what's stopping you? Are you just got to procure some relays, some fuses, and uh, and some wiring, or you got all the supplies? You just need to do it. Just need to do it. There you go. Sometimes it's just a matter of finding the right inspiration and getting somebody over to give you some uh, some moral inspiration and to help you out a little bit. Having a third hand around for any kind of a Jeep project, regardless of how simple or easy it is, uh, really does kind of make things go a little bit easier, a little bit farther away. Well, with that, I'm going to uh, put a pin in this, and we're going to uh, call that a show. I want to big give a big thanks out to John, uh, Bob, Steve, Travis, Christopher as well, Bill, uh, Chris with 7slats.com, Garrett, Larry, Jeep and Mo, 
and Mudman, and of course, uh, our good friend Mike Zinn, uh, for all popping around the campfire tonight and and sharing uh, a, a little discussion about lights. Uh, if you'd like to join in on the next campfire site chat, well, we have a chair open for you. And you can do that very easily. There's no pay to play or anything like that. You don't have to be some special VIP or, or anything like that. If this is your first time to the Jeep Talk Show, on the very next episode, we, you can join in on, well, not the very next episode, but one of our next episodes, you can join in on the Campfire Side Chat. And how do you do that? Well, you can follow us on Facebook. That's a great way to get started. Or you can receive notifications via our newsletter. And it's very easy to sign up for that newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you're going to find a link to click and sign up for it. And it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Lots of great information and, of course, all the links that you need to join in on the fun. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to check in, uh, check the air and the spare. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Hey, Derek, now we can know there just ain't nothing like a bust in a knuckle on a cold day. Podcasting since 2010.